This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday evening. And if you were with us, you know we're basing everything on one verse, and that verse is John 8, verse 29, when Jesus declared, I do always those things that please him. And one of the purposes of speaking this is that too often we're saying, well, that was Jesus. He was God. You know, he, he was perfect. But how does that relate to us? Well, by looking at Second Peter chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, we see that God has provided everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him, and by which he has granted to us his precious and great promises so that we may become partakers of his divine nature. That is so powerful. And I just pray that you really read uh, chapter 1 in Second Peter because it opens the door for things that we didn't think is possible But with God, nothing is impossible, and he wants us to share and participate in his nature. Junie, it's really incredible. Yes, and the hymn referred to is the Father in Heaven, and there's a way to partake of the nature of God, and Jesus told us how. You must be born again. Yes, Lord. And the way one is born again is to ask God to forgive you for your sin. Ask him to have mercy and erase it. And ask him, after you give him your heart, to come into your heart and to live his life through you. And uh, that you desire to know him and have the mind of Christ and do always those things that please him. And that would be Jesus's life being lived in and through your life. Amen. Amen. We looked at Colossians 1, second part of verse 9 and all of verse 10, where Paul prayed for the Colossians to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. So pleasing God is not just a periodic thing or a a once-in-a-while thing, feeling that you have accomplished something. 
But pleasing God needs to be a mentality, a, a way of living day in and day out when things are going well, when things aren't going so well. But we need, need as, a, as an objective in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 8 and 9, Paul said this was his ambition, whether he was at home with the Lord or in the body here, to be pleasing to him. We also define the word from the Hebrew Hebrew word for pleasing. It speaks of a strong, positive attraction for something or someone that brings forth involvement. Other translations of that word means to desire, to delight in, to find pleasure in, and acceptance. Yesterday we started speaking about biblical ways to please the Lord. We spoke about obedience and looked at 1 John three twenty-one and 22. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God in whatever we ask we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing to him. We read Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and I want to emphasize verse 2 here. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and pleasing or acceptable and perfect will of God. Because we read the Lord's Prayer, and what does it say? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in me. Thy will be done in me, so I can be delight your heart. Psalm 40, verse 8, David wrote, I delight to do thy will. So we see the significance that we can partake of his nature and part of the nature that Jesus demonstrated all the time is when he said, I do always those things that please him. Wouldn't you like to hear those words declared over you just as God the Father declared over Jesus at his baptism? This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. All right, we started by introducing 1 Kings chapter 3, and I hope you had a chance to read part of it. But the next way we can please God is to pray aright and ask for the right things. So we're, lo- we're looking at 1 Kings chapter 3. I want to start with verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, Ask what you wish me to give you. Let's stop there. And I ask you to think about this. What would you say to that question? Ask what you wish me to give you. What a question. What would you say if God asked you that? All right, I want to go on. Think about that. I want to go on and read verses 6 to 9 in 1 Kings 3. Then Solomon said, Thou hast shown great loving kindness to thy servant David, my father, according as he walked before thee in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward thee. And thou hast reserved for him the great loving kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king in place of my father David. Yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people who cannot be numbered or counted for multitude. So give thy servant an understanding heart to judge, to judge thy people, to discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of thine? A powerful prayer, and he's basically asking God for for wisdom 
and discernment to know the difference between good and evil. Because who's who's equipped to do this, Junie? Yeah. Isn't it amazing, Shelley, that Jesus told our people, unless you become as a child, you cannot enter the kingdom. And here Solomon is confessing before God that he's like a child. Really? And he really needs the Lord. And wisdom is Jesus. He is wisdom. If you read Proverbs, you'll see. And if you behold Jesus and ask him, as James wrote in his epistle, if you want wisdom, ask, and it will be given to you. So it's amazing, Shelley, how we can be pleasing to God if we see to obey God's word and ask the Lord to help us understand as his children because we call him our father and children are learners and that's what a disciple is, a yes. learner. Thank you, Lord. So we heard Paul, uh, Solomon's prayer and what was God's reply? Verse 10 in 1 Kings 3. And it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said to him, Because you have asked this thing and have not asked for, for yourself long life, nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. So we see we need to know how to pray to please God. So often our prayer life is just, Lord, I need this, I need that. Help me with this, help me with that. And you know, that's not wrong, but there's something deeper that God wants to get to us that we shouldn't be so self-centered when we ask for prayers. God knows we need help. But here, Solomon, what a question. Ask what you wish me to give you. And he asked for discernment to lead his people. And you know what? There was a bonus because he was not selfish. So in verse 12, we read this. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall one like you come arise after you. Verse 13, And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. Junie, what can you say but wow? So we need to ask God the things that are right in his sight, spiritual things, and not only be concerned with our own beings, which is important to the Lord, but unselfish in our prayers, more interested in the welfare of others than our own welfare, if I could say it that way. And you know, Shelley, we saw it in Jesus when he came in the flesh because he wasn't respected. He wasn't honored by Israel. He was despised. He was rejected of men and a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And so sometimes when we really take on pleasing God and 
giving all life in such a way that Jesus lives his life through us, we might experience the very same things as Jesus, as Yeshua. And if they called him Beelzebub, what will they call his servants? The Word of God tells us that. So we need to see it and understand that there's a cost in following the Lord and pleasing him. And in the epistles, it tells us it's better to suffer for doing good than doing evil. Really, it's very powerful, Junie. Really powerful. So we see... Uh, it. Re- it's such a glorious thing, the statement that Je- Jesus made. I do always those things that please him. But this really gets down to the nitty-gritty of life. It's not the external things we do. It has to be an internal uh, desire in our lives to please him. And then the actions that we do will reflect that it- internal and eternal purpose. So we've covered three things so far. How to please the Lord. Number one, obey his word. Number two, do his will. And three, pray aright and ask the things that bring a delight to the heart of God. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. You take the things that seem impossible and make them possible for us, that we could bring pleasure to your heart, delight you by the way we live. Thank you, Lord. And we pray that all of us would be able to live by doing all those things that please you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelly and June Volk. That's Shelley and June Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.